Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I just received this email, and I'm sorry to say, but you're getting broken up with. Oh my God. Can you imagine if you served me divorce papers uh, yeah. from my husband? Yeah, I think that this should be my new job. I think that I should be like Dog the Bounty Hunter and start serving people. Perfect job for me. I was going to say, I feel like you could pull it off. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, how's it going, bud? Like, sorry to say, this might not be the best day for you, but you're getting sued for a million dollars. I don't want you to be upset. No, like, don't, no, no, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but would you be able to do that? Because, like, what if they did cry? Wouldn't you feel bad? Of course I'll feel bad. I'm, like, the more the thing that I'm, like, more scared about is that, like, when they start running away from me and, like, shooting my car tires. Would people shoot your car tires? Is that a thing people do? I feel like people have shot Dog the Bounty Hunter's car tires before. Okay. To be honest, I've never seen that show, so I couldn't say. I mean, me, me either, but I'm just I've saying. I've never like, heard of shooting someone's tires, though. No, like you're like in a high style, like a high car race. Well, then wouldn't like, you be more concerned shoot, about shoot. being shot at? Not that your no, car they, is going to get they, shot? They, shot? they shoot the car tires so that you can't chase them anymore. That's horrifying. But they don't want to kill you because then they're not only getting sued. For whatever they're getting sued about. But, but do you have to hand them the papers? Like, I yeah, understand, I like, that's, that's the, the whole point. point. But, like, what they physically have to touch the papers. Is that, like, where the, they draw the line? It's like, okay, this is, I'm Sarah the Bounty Hunter. Mm-hmm. Hello? Hi, are you Jessica Sterling? Sure. Jessica Sterling, I'm sorry to say, but you're getting served. What if I slam the door in your face? It doesn't matter because you've admitted to the fact that you're Jessica Sterling. Oh, as long as I say I'm that person that you've done your job. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure. Wow. So that's why you never answered the door. That's <laughs> true. I can never get served because I never answer the door. Because you don't want to get served. I, I mean, I don't want to get murdered, but also served sounds horrible, terrible too. Yeah. It's like, it's all bad, to yeah. be honest with you. They really all. Yeah. This is why don't answer your door, people, unless you've ordered takeout. 
Um, no, I don't even do that. I just I, the the instructions are leave please it. leave at the door. Me too, but they never listen to the instructions. Please, that's why you have you tried please. Yes, we uh, haven't tried. Please, no. I'm extremely rude, and should I leave at the door, schmuck? I mean, I'm just saying. Anyway, we're talking season four, episode two of Dawson's Creek, failing down, failing down, now, not falling down, just, failing down. I don't blame you because there's a lot of uh, miscommunication amongst the Dawson's Creek community about if it's failing or falling down yeah and all you need is one person to mess it up on tumblr and then it all falls down yeah but it is it's failing down which makes sense because i don't want you to feel like you're failing i mean only in life or right now you're falling (laughs) not failing i'm falling not failing yeah both can be terrible yeah um so yeah let's let's break down this episode of dawson's creek because i feel like it's it's not as good as a premiere was for mm, sure definitely not and we'll get into some of this although we do i feel like there is um a little bit of celebration in order because we're rid of henry so at least for do the time being well at least for the time being he's away at boarding school and jen just got broken up with so just saying mm. you know yeah um all right so we start at school joey and pc are walking in together and PC is going to have to go to the guidance counselor after school. Here's the thing. I don't understand how Joey doesn't see this as concerning. You only ever get called into the guidance counselor's office if you're, like, in trouble. There's two reasons why you get called into the guidance counselor's office. Number one, you're in trouble. Oh, three. Number two, they're like, okay, let's talk about your college prospects. They're like, let's yeah. set your schedule, which you wouldn't do on the first day of school. Exactly. Or three, if you're called in and told that you're the smelly kid in school. <gasps> they call you into the guidance counselor. Dude, yeah. were you the smelly kid? Is that how you know? I, I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny. <laughs> but that's how, like, those are, like, the three options oh, why you no. get called into the guidance there, counselor's office. I remember, this is bringing back all sorts of memories for me. I saw, okay, so in, like, sixth grade, um, yeah. like, history class. Yeah. They sat us, like, in specific seats, you know, like, there was assigned seating. And they always, they sat me behind this kid. Who I'm really sorry. I don't even remember his name to be honest, but he was a smelly kid. Was he Josie Grossy? And he was Josie Grossy. And the thing was, is he always he wore okay. And I don't mean to be rude because I don't know what his situation was. Like I don't know if if his family couldn't afford other clothes. Like I'm not trying to be judgmental in that way. Yeah. But he always wore the same shirt, and it was a muscle shirt, so pits were full on out. Oh no. And like he had, and we were in like sixth grade, but the amount of like hair under his armpit oh he was developed he was developed but okay. it was worse because he was developed and like didn't realize it so he wasn't oh, wearing deodorant yeah and then it was like and i would sit directly behind him and he always sat with his arms up hands behind the head and i was downwind from that shit jessica so what'd you do i just dealt with it what do you mean what did mm. i do i couldn't say anything you didn't request to move i couldn't no i can't be that person did people make fun of him um, he got made a fun of for other reasons, I think. Not just being smelly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because, like, you know how kids are mean. Kids yeah. are really mean. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I feel like Pacey would get called in. For being smelly. <laughs> for being the smelly kid. No, he bees. Does he, though? Like, you've seen his room. That's true. But I yeah. feel like he bees. He, although, on the boat, he probably they felt definitely, I mean, like, fishy. Once, yeah, I mean, like, we saw how both of them looked yeah. like even joey didn't look him have fishy. a shower yeah 
Um, so Joey doesn't really see this as an issue, but obviously Pacey knows that it's a bad sign. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so then they have this whole conversation about the rules, like what they're, yeah, what the rules are of their relationship now that they're back in school. I feel like this is a reasonable conversation, especially because it's going to be awkward around Dawson. So you kind of need to like set your boundaries, you know? Um, and so they're like, okay, well, what do we need to talk about? Okay. Kissing. And Joey's like, maybe if it's spontaneous, ma'am, you can do like a quick peck goodbye, you know, like you don't need to like full on make out like you do in a second. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that she doesn't like PDA as somebody you don't like PDA either. I thought that you would agree on this stance. I agree, but I also think like maybe what he means by kissing is more of a like make out because to me, like a little peck. I'm not embarrassed to do a little peck. So you can kiss, do a little peck as you're separating. Yeah. I yeah. feel like the minute you're in tongue territory, oh. that's where I'm like out skis. Yeah, no, no. Probably not good for the tongue. No. Um, And so they then fall on. And this is, in my opinion, very rude. They make out right in front of the doorway. <laughs> that Okay. Like that is like if you have to like separate between. Okay. We're separating. From seeing each other at class, we're not going to see each other for the rest of the day or until lunch. Totally fine. Don't make out right in front of the door so that nobody can go in or out. That's what I'm saying. I think the problem is that they make out directly in front of the door and all these people look really put out by the fact they can't get into class. And one of those people is, of course, Dawson, who just says, excuse me. <laughs> Dawson's really, really pissed off here. I feel really bad for him. I do too. Between the wet head and the fact that he can't get into his class, he's not having a great year already. What is up with his hair? It's so wet. It's and so we wet. haven't talked about this yet. Well, this episode, I mean, we haven't gotten a new intro yet. It's very disappointing. No. We both are. We both look forward to the new intro every season. I was borderline going to be like, okay, we should just Google what the season three intro is and mm-hmm. then talk about it. But I didn't want to ruin it. You know, I want to just wait for it to come up naturally. Do you think we're waiting for a new cast member? Is that why we're dragging our feet a little bit? Well, we already have Gretchen. So like, wh- well, I, like Gretchen's not going to make it into the intro. Come on. <laughs> Well, Come I don't on. know. Who, who else? Do you not think they would have been introduced in the pilot if we were getting someone else? I, don't, I have no clue. I feel like at this point, really they're only doing know. the creek creeps. So what's the wait for? You know, no, like I'm saying, like weapons if we get a new creek creep and okay. they make it into the intro. Henry was never an official creek creeper. No, he never got wasn't. in. He was he too, especially not he when was he was too like, young. It, well, especially not when he called them melodramatic. You're not a creek creep if you call <sighs> no, them melodramatic. He did not want to hang out with them. But I think that maybe that's what we're waiting for. Maybe we're yeah. waiting for a new creek creep. It could be. Um, it was so upsetting that we didn't get a new one because no. this is where we have the opening credits, of course. Um, yeah. Um, and then we get one of like only, I think we only get like, two andy scenes and this is one of them um i'll i'll rant about it later because i'm very upset that she is getting sidelined a lot she's not it's only this episode yes we had a whole episode with andy last like where's fake frenchie he had to go back to France. No, that guy was fake French. He was. I don't know. Maybe he went to was France. Was he just? Was he like the um the guy that Joey makes out with in yeah. season one? Just like a one off. 
It was kind of disappointing. I feel like they had chemistry. Well, maybe we'll cycle through men. Hopefully. I hope Andy gets it on with a lot of people this year. Yeah. I'm. What I'm grateful for is that she's hanging out with Joey. That's true. We are getting some fun pairings. And so they're talking about how Joey needs money because she doesn't want to have to be stuck in town going to Capeside Community College. And um, Andy she, suggests. She did it to herself. You know Joey. what I mean? Yeah. They, the B&B realized that they can run it without her. So she kind of did it for herself. To herself. Oh, to not make money, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I think she took a whole summer off, right? So now she yeah. needs to and now they're make like, up for yeah, lost we time. We don't need you. We don't need you. We can run the B&B on our own. Yeah. Go find another job. But I love Andy looking out. Andy's like, you oh, know yeah. what? There's the, the Cape Side Yacht Club. My father knows that they're looking for waitresses. You should apply. And of course, Joey says, there's no way that they would hire me. Like, I'm too lowbrow for them. They frown upon my family because of right. all the scandal. Um, Huge scandal. Yeah. And Andy says, well, seamsies, girl. Yeah. <laughs> we can relate on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and we like this because we've always said they had a lot in common. Andy and Joey, on paper, feel like they should be good friends. And you know what? I got to say. This is like miles different than how Dawson is handling things. It's like yes. Andy is talking to Joey like they're friends again. She seems completely over the whole situation. Yeah. Right. Like she granted she avoided Pacey last episode, but not in like a rude way. Just in like, Just I don't like, want to deal yeah, with this. Yeah, Like I'm not ready to deal with this yet. Yeah. And so I'm appreciating Again, hype for Andy. I'm always like on Andy train You're over always, here. Always hyping Andy up. I am because I appreciate the fact that she is friendly with Joey. She's giving Joey tips. She's a good friend. Always, always. There is no doubt in my mind that she's the best friend. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So she says that, uh, you know, you should name drop the Rosses. Right. If you run into trouble in your interview, Name drop them. Say you know them. Mm-hmm. Um, and she even says like, oh, Owen, he's so gorgeous. He's our age. He's eligible. So question, because we find we get introduced to Drew later on who like we originally thought was Owen. Do you think we will see Owen? Yes. Okay. And I think that's probably going to be Andy's love interest. <gasps> oh, okay. See, I love getting these uh, these guesses. Okay. These little um, predictions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, anyway, so Andy's like, well, where else are you going to make money? And Joey says, oh, I could go to a strip club on the edge of town, which, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Eve is no longer working there, so they have an opening. Exactly. Um, and then we get more Dawson and Gretchen stuff. So this is the second episode in a row where we've yeah. gotten yeah. Gretchen Dawson we're, content. We're like kind of projecting on a, a uh, what would you call it? A Gretchen? Dretchen. <laughs> a Dretchen. Dretchen. Uh, Gawson. Yeah, Dretchen. Dretchen is just. Dretchen. Yeah. It is a little smidge better. Yeah, I'm feeling the vibes. I felt the vibes last episode. We're at. There's one thing I know about Gretchen is that she loves music. It's her personality. Yeah. Her personality is I love music. I know all about music. I have great music taste. So they're at a record store naturally. And Dawson is returning. See, back in the day, children, what you can do (laughs) is you can quite like the GameStop. You can go and hand in your CDs and get like pennies back. Right. You get credit. It's like a FYE. Or credit. Yeah. So Dawson's bringing in the CDs because, you know, Dawson's like, I'm a changed man. Now I like photography. I can't possibly be into music. Imagine 24-7. Only imagine. I just feel like Dawson is just like 
he's renovating his room and yeah. therefore he needs to purge his life yes, of certain things. He's doing the ultimate spring cleaning. He is yes. saying, I am getting rid of stuff that doesn't bring me joy. Right. He's doing the Marie Kondo method. Right. And he's also doing the thing where he labels everything. So it's <gasps> with the sticky notes or something yeah. like with the label maker, which this yes. is one thing that. OK, so you know that I'm kind of like a super organizer. Yeah. You know, I love organizing. I don't see the point of when you're in your kitchen and you have flour and brown sugar and coffee why do you have to put a label that says coffee on it you know what it is you're the one that puts in the container why do you have to put the label on it why do you have to write on it i'm with it makes you no sense i think no yeah like it only gets shoddy when there's sugar and salt but i would never put like sugar on the thing you just know you know i agree i think you only want to do that if it's things you can't tell part like spices or right i do know. i mean truthfully i do have my spices that is labeled but i'm talking in like particular like it's a cereal it's like but you know that cereal why do you have to <laughs> why it's like why do you have to put it on the label it's on the there? same thing as people who put like kitchen, a big word sign that right. says kitchen in their so kitchen. Like, yeah, like girl, so, you know you eat in here. Yeah, so Dawson got the label maker. He's like printing it out. He's like, do you, have you ever used like a brother label maker? Yeah. High quality. Love it. And then he's typing like C, D's, S, and printing out the label and then like attaching it to like a little clear bin. And he's like, look, spring cleaning. I did it. <laughs> So he decides this is his thing is he's going to return these CDs that no longer gives him joy. Meanwhile, Gretchen is looking for a new apartment to live in with Pacey. So this is going to be Pacey's new living okay. situation. This because makes sense. Of course. I mean, kind of. It doesn't. It doesn't. Until Gretchen leaves. And then where's Pacey going to go? It makes sense that Gretchen needs a place because it's her and Doug. And she, just like Pacey, hates living with Dougie. And she's in town for the foreseeable future. We still don't know what happened that brought her back to town. But it seems like she's going to be staying for a while. And it makes sense that her and Pacey would live together because they drive better. Right. I guess so. I mean, wouldn't it make the most sense if Doug moved out of his apartment and then the three siblings like, put Doug, money? Doug, he's not moving. He's not moving. He's, he's a lifer. He's, he's in that set condo. up there. Yeah, he likes it there. He's not moving. He's comfortable. Yeah. And so she's right. So she wants to move. So that's what she's doing there. And so then Gretchen roasts and toasts Dawson for filth about his um, music, music collection here. Yeah. Um, she says, this is the most offensive collection of music I've ever seen. Oh. And she pulls out a vanilla ice CD. Vanilla ice. I mean, <laughs> it's the 90s. We all ice iced baby yeah. back in our day. Um, and she's like very pretentious about her music. She's like, mm-hmm. when I was 10, I could rattle off the name of every sub pop label and i knew i was telling everybody a guy named kurt cobain was about to change the face of music as we know it do you know who kurt cobain is yeah what band was he in oh no was it nirvana okay cool oh thank god okay <laughs> i was like getting i thought nirvana and then i was like i don't want to say it just in case it's not right but okay okay good. cool you're Oof. good you're good and then dawson's like oh like i can totally relate to that because when i was 10 i can rattle off the name of every cinematographer steven spielberg Points for me. Wait, you have Dawson. Um, do I have Dawson? I don't I think I, I think I have Dawson. I think you do. I think you um, do. Uh, ever worked with. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets like a little embarrassed. He's like, that's not impressive. You know, everybody 
it's their not. interests. And Gretchen roasts him because he's getting rid of a Grateful Dead CD. And he's like, yeah, my parents got me that. And Gretchen's like, really? The fact that your parents have better taste in music than you is awful. Yeah, Gretchen is definitely older sister energy like where she feels like she could rag on him it's fun it's a fun dynamic yeah I'm looking forward to seeing more of it especially because I think there's going to be drama considering obviously Dawson and PC still are not friends yeah so the fact that he seemingly is going to be hanging out maybe with Gretchen is going to cause some tension I think that if he starts dating PC's sister I think that means they're even oh okay so is you're saying it's equal to if if someone dates your former girlfriend it's equal to if that person dates your sister i think so dating a dating an ex is the same as dating a sister i think so in my opinion i think it's even i guess it depends on how close you are with the sister but he's yeah. and his sister seem but like, like decently brother, close like oh you you left my sister man <laughs> Like, you know, that's what guys say all the time. That's fair. Okay, sure. I don't think girls care in the same. I don't care. Like if if I had a brother, if you dated my brother. But I think for guys, it's like, oh, no. Like, oh, it's you, supposed to be like the protective you, you thing. You my sister. My, yeah. my sister. How could you? Yeah, it's like the friends thing where yeah. Ross finds out about Chandler and Monica. Right, right, okay. right. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that scene. And then we get Jen and Jack. And I like... I loved when Jack walked in with his little mug. Do you remember? That was the mug he had at Grand's. What, Jack's milk? Yeah, he oh, had the Jack, Jack mug. Oh, when Andy was like, Jack, coffee much? Yeah. It's like, he had the same mug. And I was like, we love the continuity. Yeah, yeah love continuity. Yeah. Um, and so, right. So Jen is on her laptop and it's the Blueberry Mac. Yeah. Um, and Jack is like, really? You keep checking that? And she's been waiting for an email from Henry. It sounds like They're he's become... Well, yes, but it also sounds like he's been very distant lately. Very MIA. She hasn't been hearing from him. Yeah, he's at boarding school. Yeah, and Jack says, give him time to get acclimated, you know? Like, he needs he needs some time to adjust to his new environment. Which I think is great advice, typically. I do, too. Um, I wouldn't be happy if my significant other was in a no- new location instead of meeting new friends or going out or meeting people. He was sitting by the computer and, like, aiming me all day. It's a different situation for Jen than it is for Henry because Jen is where she always has been. It's right. not really anything new where Henry is in a completely new location. And not only that, it's tough for Jen because they've been really talking a lot all summer. And then all of a sudden it feels like communication has really slowed yeah. down. So, Do you think that um, you would make a good cyber sex partner? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I would you're a, a very long distance partner. You don't think you're a very generous and giving cyber lover? I just <laughs> I just don't think I would be very good at communicating effectively. Yeah. And if I was like elsewhere. Right. Yeah. I feel like I would be like involved in my own shit, like kind of like Henry is and just, you know. That, yeah, that's true. That's I would be true. terrible. I've never had you a long distance say, relationship. Yeah. So. You did say that you usually wait for people to come talk to you. Yeah. But I will say every morning you're 80% of the time you're the one that says good morning I do, to me. Because usually I'm like, I have something I have to tell you already because it's like 8 a.m. and I already have something new that I have to tell you. Yeah. And like I'm kind of like, you know, missing in action until nine. Yeah. Which is fine, but it just make, should make you feel good. It does make me yeah. feel good. See, 
Yeah, very generous cyber lover. Thank you, you are <laughs> such a good cyber lover to my podcast. You're host. very, very good cyber lover. <laughs> and then the computer is like, you got mail. Well, yeah, to Jack. Well, because okay. Jack signs Wait, into his well, own email. Okay, he signs into his own email. That was my question. Like, does Jack have his email on Jen's computer? Yeah, which is kind of weird. That is weird. But I guess back in the day, maybe it was easier to like, because nowadays Keep you just stay in. signed in. Yeah. But back in the day, you like re-logged in every email. time. I hate email. I hate email. Email gives me such anxiety. I'm going to check my email right now. Why does email give you anxiety? I just hate it. It just... I don't mind I email. got one from Target, one from Vans, one from Capital Lighting, and one from Missouri. What is Missouri? It's a really nice jewelry store oh, that's okay. online. Yeah. Yours doesn't... Oh, that's weird that yours doesn't sort them. What do you mean sort them? So my email sorts like regular... Um, it has, let me pull it. It has regular, it mm-hmm. has, um, oh, it does do that. I think I, I'm, promotions. Yeah, I and it has... disabled that actually. <laughs> why? I don't know why. I you think I, like it. I think I accidentally oh my did gosh. that. See, it should 90 shows. Yes, but... primary, social, yeah, and promotion. I, I don't know. I don't really know what happened. Oh my gosh. I know. Um, so yeah, so he gets an email and he looks like upset, but of course Jen doesn't notice. Um, so we'll find out about that. Yeah. Yeah. And he immediately is like, nobody, nobody called me. Nobody, nobody. Yeah. That's suspicious. He's being sus. I can't believe this. Yeah. We'll talk about who made bad decisions later because I feel like Jack made a bit of a hiccup later in the episode. Yeah. Um, so then we're at the yacht club. Of course, the Capeside Yacht Club. Fonts the Ponts McGee's. Um, we have Mrs. Valentine. She's interviewing Joey and the thing is, is I don't understand why they, okay, it doesn't make sense to me that they'd require their waitresses to be from like affluent families. Right. Because the people because that need the they, money wouldn't, why would you know? the affluent families want to work? I, I, yeah. I, so Mrs. Valentine is a real fucking bitch right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, she really is. She's like, now what exactly is the ice house? Yeah. How unfortunate. Sounds like a charming little joint. What is up her with her problem? That I know. What is up with her problem? <laughs> hmm. And um, lawyers, what? No. <laughs> uh, and Joey, of course. Joey leans right on in. And she goes, well, daddy, you know, he thought it would be a good idea for me to get out there and mingle with the little people. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Valentine wants to know what daddy does. Uh, Joey says pharmaceuticals. It's a good answer. You could be pretty vague about that. Well, I mean, it's not not true. Uh, (laughs) I just realized. It's not not true. He's into drugs. Exactly. Exactly. It's, I mean, like, Joey was being a little coy with that. That was a good good line. Um, and why is Potter, the Potter name on the roster, and she says, we're not much of the joining kind. I don't understand how Joey using her real name doesn't ring any alarm bells in, in Cape Side. It's the Cape Side Yacht Club. That's what I'm saying. It's in town. You think they'd hear all about. Like, if this is truly yeah. a small town, it would be big fucking news right. that someone got arrested for selling drugs. And then arrested again for selling drugs. He gets out of jail. He gets arrested again. Yes. Especially if he was, like, cheating on his wife when she had cancer yeah, this is a big story. Mr. Pop 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 <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 er, is mm-hmm. 
is uh, made the news. He's notorious. In notorious, yes. Yeah. Uh, so she says that she spent the summer sailing. Very factual. Very factual. She's not lying. Mm-mm. She is not lying. Mrs. Um, Valentine says, were you a deckhand or a stowaway? What a bitch. Yeah, she's being a bitch. Um, and then Joey, this reminded me so much of season one, Joey. Mm-hmm. This whole episode, honestly, excuse me, but before I submit to another second of your thinly veiled bitchery, do you need a waitress or not? Yeah. And Mrs. Valentine says, oh, you know, it's already been filled. And so then Joey, because she is, Joey has had enough. This is when she drops. Me too. This is when she drops the the Ross's name. She says, oh, I'll be sure to tell the Ross's you said hello. Yeah, good for her. And she of course catches Mrs. Valentine off guard who's like oh wait you know the Rosses and she goes Charlie Kate and Owen oh from way back how do you think I heard about the position they're on the board aren't they uh and Mrs. Valentine of immediately gets her foot out of her mouth yeah it's like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry um yeah you have the job don't worry about it it's like these people are ridiculous so ridiculous so what kind of power does the rosses have well they're on the board they're richie richerton's right i mean who we knows we donate might, money we might meet them like I'm sure i feel will. like we've gotten owen's name dropped enough or like yeah wouldn't it be surprising to see him join i know i know i'm really excited who is owen only time will tell we are at the guidance counselor's office now this is like oh. some big shocking news now just a reminder, Mitch started off as a teacher. Then I think he got demoted to a substitute teacher. Then he was the coach. Now he's the freaking guidance counselor. How? I call shenanigans. No creditations needed. It is irresponsible that Very he is a guidance so. counselor. On top of that, he specifically says... That he's been given the most like dire cases, the special <laughs> cases. And I'm like, why are you giving someone no who's complete? Yeah. Why are you giving someone completely unqualified the special cases? He should be receiving no cases. Like the smart cases. It doesn't make any sense that he's like a guidance counselor. Well, no, not you, even smart like, don't you have to have some type of degree for guidance counseling? I think that you you definitely need some sort of I assume some type of psychology degree. You would hope, but honestly, knowing high school guidance counselors that I know they especially back in the 90s but yeah the fact that Mitch is a guidance counselor is honestly laughable um and so far-fetched and ridiculous and so of course Pacey goes in and he's just like oh what are you doing here um Mr. Mitch Leary (laughs) Mitch Leary Mitch Leary I thought that was really good so this is what happened Pacey failed math science and english right the quote unquote three biggies and yeah. he didn't go to summer school over the summer so now he right he should have been in summer school to help make up for that yeah. but instead of course he he was out on the sea before his report card was even in the freaking mail yeah, yeah exactly so okay now the solution is that pacey has to take these three classes over again on after top school. of his schedule this would never happen there's no way you could even he, do this he should have gotten left behind realistically in the real world yeah he'd be repeating the 11th grade instead of being a senior now did i told you about the time where i failed english in the 11th grade right and i had to go to summer school yeah now a lot of people were saying hey sarah you speak english how'd you fail english 
Well, I don't know. I did. So I don't know what to say about that. You just didn't do the work, probably. I did not do the work. That's how you failed. So I had to take summer school. Summer school, you felt, I never felt more out of my element as (laughs) like a prissy little sensitive blonde girl than I did in summer school. There was like big gangsters in summer school. And then there was me. Oh, really? Yeah. I never took, I don't know. Well, of course you didn't take summer school. (laughs) But regardless, I think that what Mitch says is absolutely hilarious to me. That he says, I've had the distinct pleasure of watching you grow up. You certainly are one of the most endearing pests I've ever met. He says... I'm not your teacher, okay? I'm not your guidance counselor. Okay, well, why the fuck are you doing this job, Mitch? <laughs> um, he says, this is the, my problem with Mitch, is he yeah. says, I'm just your friend. No. Stop it. You're, you're an adult. You're, you're, I am your ex-best friend's father. That's what you are. That's who you are. Yeah. And he says, help me out. Cut the glibness and just listen to me. You're in deep trouble. And then, right, so then he says, you have to take these classes. And Pacey says, well, I was going to get a job. I need the money. Now, my thing is, he probably does fucking need the money. Because if his plan is to get a job, or excuse me, get an apartment. Apartment or a house. I was concerned about this. I didn't know how he was going to, he needs that job to pay for rent. So I don't understand how he's going to do this. I mean, we'll talk about it. But when they get. You can't have. Um, like school, regular school, then retaking three of your core classes plus a job plus a girlfriend. Right. Because by the time you're done with all that school, it's time to work. And then by the time you get done with work, when are you doing your homework? When are you doing? Because you're having basically nearly well, double the amount of I know. work. And that's why like this kind of arrangement would never happen because it's impossible. No, because you have to take the classes when they're being taught during the day. I don't I don't understand. I this is this is like why I I feel as though they should have just pulled him back and left him behind. I mean, if you fail three class, I mean, I don't three classes. I think that if you fail three classes and then them being your core classes, I do think that you have to repeat the eleventh grade. I think so too. I think there's a certain number that you probably I have mean, to pass. Okay, so like say like hey, like you fail art, you fail wood shop, and you fail English. Maybe you don't have to retake. The 11th grade. But those three are core classes. Yeah. Those those are yeah. the three big ones. <laughs> the biggies. <laughs> the biggies. Um, and so, right. So, Pacey says he doesn't think he can do it. And Mitch says, well, if you can't, then you're going to be watching all your friends graduate and go off to college and you'll be having to stick oh. back at school. Well, like, I, I feel like that's going to happen anyway. How is he going to do this? He's a shitty student. I mean, okay, so one could say that this is a repeat of the Andy storyline from season two, the him and Andy storyline, right, where he was doing Mm. terribly in school and she helps him out. I personally think this is an extension of that storyline, right? Yeah. Pacey improved at school with Andy's help and Andy giving him self-confidence. He's been through a pretty rocky last year. Correct. And so it doesn't surprise me that as a result, he was less focused on school and he is flunking out. And I think it makes sense that he keeps dating women who are better at school than he is. And he, okay, the you difference know? is that Andy really, really wants to help. And she feels as though Pacey's success is her success. 
Joey doesn't fucking care about like how like Pacey, she's not going to sit down and be like, OK, Pacey, like we're going to study now. Like that is not what Joey's going to do. She's kind of like you're I, she's like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to support you, but I'm not going to sit here and study with you. I have baby Alexander to watch. I have a whole entire B&B. I have to clean the toilets. I have this new job. I you know, she she's like, I got to get a scholarship. Like she's too busy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Joey definitely has, and she has more no patience. Right. I don't think Joey and Andy, even though they have similarities, they're two totally different people. And Joey has a lot going on this year that she needs to focus on herself. She yeah. needs to focus on getting money and still focusing on school so that she could get a good scholarship to get out of Cape Side. Yep. So she, frankly, shouldn't have to carry Pacey on her. Back. No, I don't um, know how I don't understand how Joey is going to find time to do this. I would be especially pissed if I'm Joey and I find out that Joey or Space, excuse me, Pacey was supposed to go to summer school and instead went sailing with me for like a but bunch of months. He didn't even know. I, I or if he, he did, should have known, he flunked okay. class. If he did, then he really just blocked that fact out of his mind. Well, he wasn't thinking about it. He was too swept up in the Dawson in Joey the drama. Dawson stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so meanwhile, we're at an old beach house and Gretchen and Pacey are taking a tour. Now, hear me out. This looks great. This is a fucking fantastic place. First of all, what are they? Yeah. It's because it's like unfinished. And so they're both, you know, Pacey's like, oh, it's a dump. And Gretchen's just like, there's plenty of potential here, which she's right. She's right. And on top of that, I don't understand how they're affording this place. It's a fucking beach house. Okay. So... Uh, let's say they are renting this beach house, right? No, I'm, I'm, they definitely don't own it. They, they're renting they're it. They're renting it. But where it. is their income coming in? Does Gretchen have a job? We haven't heard of any jobs. I don't know. I really, I, I. She's a college dropout. She is. I don't know. We're going to just yada yada over this fact. And I'm not like, this is not me shaming college dropouts. This is me just saying How she, she left college. It? it doesn't seem like she has a mon- any money. It doesn't seem like she has a job. It doesn't seem like Pacey has a job. Maybe the Witters, like Mr. Witter oh, is, affording is, them some... uh, is affording it for Gretchen because it's Gretchen. And Gretchen's just like, come on, Pacey. Yeah. I guess that can make sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Pacey's super down on it. And of course, because he's just had a really rough day, and Gretchen's just like, no, he's it just being needs a super brat. He is. Um and Gretchen's like, no, it just needs some paint. And she can tell something is is going on. Gretchen's like, listen, we don't have a lot of money. Um, we you know, we can't afford that really nice condo, but we totally can afford this. I want to see the really nice condo. I can't imagine there's condos in Cape Side. That's the thing that gets me. I feel I like they're all like little capes or like little beach yeah, houses. Yeah, maybe there's or... like one apartment building in Cape Side. Yeah. And that's where the condo is. But so she knows something is up. And this is when he admits to Gretchen that, you know, I'm not exactly a senior. I'm screwed. I'm totally screwed. I failed three classes. I'm probably not going to be able to graduate. And Gretchen says, listen, you're just going to do it. Uh, what does Joey think? Of course, she jumps right to like, what does Joey think? Right. Yeah. Uh, so he she's like, oh, OK, you haven't told her. And Pacey says, I didn't tell her because Joey's smart and I'm an idiot. And I'm not trying to make her any more aware of the fact that of that than she already is, which is, you know, he's really down on himself. Yeah, I mean, we've been here before where PC has felt like the idiot in the relationship. He picks smart women, you know? What are you going to do? But Mm -hmm. I think the problem is 
you should be able to, especially this is the first they've had to deal with the fact that they're not, they're in the back in the real world. Their relationship mm-hmm. is back in the real world. And for the first thing he does to be not telling her about something that is a big deal in his life. Yeah, it's not good. It's, it's pretty it's shitty. Like, it's no longer the honeymoon period. You, exactly. It's like now you're back to facing reality. You have to deal with these things. And I don't think that Pace, Pacey's still in the, the mindset of summer. He's not really dealing with the fact like about Dawson. He's not dealing with the fact with school. He's not really dealing with the fact that he's kind of homeless. He's just floating at this point. Right. He's grasping on to what he had in the summer. But summer's over, baby. It's September. Also, I love that Gretchen immediately, her first instinct isn't to say, let me help you. Like, let me help tutor you. I'll help you with your schoolwork. I mean, she obviously got into college. Gretchen, like, yeah. But But her first thought is, let me just shove all this onto Joey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Gretchen gives some sound advice. You're not an idiot. Idiot. Joey's feelings for you are not contingent on your GPA. Uh, everything's going to be okay, but it's going to sound a lot better coming from her. So please just tell her. Yeah. And so we'll see. Like, obviously, Pacey doesn't end up telling her. Yeah. Um, I think this is sage advice from Gretchen. Gretchen I mean, I think- gives better advice than Bessie ever did. Yeah, that's fair. But I also think, yeah, I think Gretchen is probably the cooler older sister than Bessie is. <laughs> yeah, Bessie's a loser. I hope that Gretchen really beat her up when they were in school. <laughs> she probably did. But the Gretchen's problem like, is, punch you. I also think Gretchen is very quick to be like, and I mean, this is probably just a product of the fact that she's only a few years older than PC. But Gretchen is very quick to say, go talk to Joey. She doesn't yeah. really offer any assistance beyond no. you should tell your girlfriend which you know whatever good advice it's not on her to fix show, uh pacey's problems no it's not um so then we're joey is working her first day on the job at the yacht club uh and she so she gets stopped by some guy who we will yeah. later find out is Jerome. um with a ue <laughs> who's almost attractive <laughs> yeah you said this you said he's nearly attractive right which i don't i don't deny i feel like okay so what are, i want to know what your expectations are for this character uh I, th- I mean a part of me just feels as though he's going to be a temptation for joey ah okay so like things are going to be going wrong with her and PC. They're going to experience yeah. some type of stumbling block. I mean, Joe or PC not telling her about the schooling stuff is one big right. stumbling block, but, um, and she'll be tempted to, to go with drew with a UE. Yeah. <laughs> the name. So it kills me. Um, and so, yeah, so he says, Oh, you know, I'm waiting on a, a iced tea and a club sandwich. She says, Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, and he goes on this whole diatribe. I know. I know. I mean, we're not going to, we're not going to recite this. Essentially, he goes in this whole Karen rant, rant, and then he's like, wait, just kidding. Like, I didn't really mean that. It's kind of what my dad says. And I this don't is understand a social experiment. how this is supposed to be a joke for him. I, and Joey's like, okay. He's like, just a I rich really, dick. Yeah. She, she's like, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. She's like, so funny. Uh, I'll just go go and work on your order. And he's saying, um, 
And then he, he's like, you're going to spit in my food, aren't you? And she's like, it's like, don't tempt her. She's like, I won't, I, I won't do that. So wait, did you work? Did you ever work in the food service industry or were you only retail? Um, you did like you worked at a grocery store, but I don't. Right. I, I did a, like for side hustle. I did like some cater waiter type stuff. OK, because I did a, a like most of my young life. Most of my teenage years were spent. Uh, I did a little bit of waitressing, but no, mostly um, like fast food type of, you know, jobs. Oh, yeah. So like the Wendy's. So I worked at a rest area and they had like a Starbucks, a pizza place, mm-hmm. a sub place. And what, you had to float between them? Um, No, but every once in a while you'd get shifted to a different oh. like position in one of the other places because they all were hired and run by like the same people. Okay. Um, But yeah, regardless, I, I never spit in someone's food. I did know people that would get so annoyed with people because and I would never do this I'm just saying I'm prefacing by saying I never Mm -hmm. did this right but so when you work at a sub place um there would be people who would come in and if they were vegetarian or vegan and they wanted a vegetarian sub they would specifically ask can you change your gloves can you get the switch the knife out can you do all of this stuff so that whatever they ate hadn't touched meat basically it's kind of a big ask People would get and people would get really annoyed, like the workers would get really annoyed, especially if the person who was ordering it was rude. Yeah. They would be like specifically like take a couple bits of bacon and put them on the sandwich or like use the same knife or specifically not take off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, No, I never did anything like this. I just would go in the back room and like rant for a second and that yeah. was you know that would be enough because everybody has bad customers right yeah totally it's just a thing totally I, I don't know if like the spitting in your food thing is a, an actual thing that it sounds do. more like a myth yeah yeah um so yeah so he follows her and he's like you strike me as someone very much in touch with your dark side thank you for your candor he's kind of like all over her well he knows that she's different he can sense that she's different from the second he meets her he knows she is not well to do like most of the people in here correct um so he asks like oh how much do you hate these people already the superficial snobs laying down huge sums for the privilege of frolicking in the presence of other members of their tribe uh, and of course, Joey says, cue the violins. You know, nothing uh, tugs the heartstrings like the anguished cry of a poor little rich boy. Yeah, I, I love this. Yeah, she was being super sassy this episode. It was a yeah. lot of fun. Very, very season one, Joey. Thank goodness. Yep. We got some personality back with her. Absolutely. Um, but of course, he quote unquote signs the slip. By signs, I mean, he writes in very plain, plain print yeah no cursive to be found. no no <laughs> it's not a signature no it's not a signature he just writes owen ross yeah and as if he just i don't know just was writing the name itself and then joey's like oh shit oh no um and then she kind of internally freaks out a little and then it, her whole attitude towards him changes from now on of course because she he's a board member or his mm-hmm. parents excuse me his parents are board members correct and they're supposedly friends supposedly. so she probably also wants it to seem like 
you yeah, know she knows that she's in kind of like a bad spot yeah here. so meanwhile dawson's listening to music in his room because that's what he does now and mitch comes in and breaks some sort of code of conduct i'm sure of it yeah like the hipaa equivalent exactly he goes in and he just says uh oh first of all he ta- comments on the grateful dead um and then he says uh listen you know i need to i need to talk to you about something i saw pacey at school i had to sit down with him about his schedule he says he's in trouble this is like really really not cool first of all Mm -hmm. it's not cool on either end in my opinion mitch shouldn't be spouting pacey's business to anybody Right. Secondly, I feel like you're putting Dawson in a really awkward position when you know that Dawson and PC aren't friends right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's putting this on him. And then Dawson's, you can say a lot of things about Dawson, but he's not going to take this information and just forget about it. Right. He might say, this is none of my business. I don't really care. He cares. Of course, he definitely cares. And he says, um... Yeah, he says, and that concerns me. How? Uh, Mitch says, well, I know PC isn't your favorite person, but you're not going to always feel like that. Uh, he's Pacey's gotten himself into academic trouble <laughs> yeah, without, been the su- there. <laughs> without the support of his friends. He might not graduate high school. Um, and like, I'm kind of with Dawson. Like, oh. well, what the fuck am I supposed to do about that? Yes, I do want to say one thing. Shout out to my friend Chrissy, who listens, mm-hmm. because... In the 10th grade or the 11th grade, I was at risk of failing Spanish, and she helped me study. Oh, so nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's what Mitch expects Dawson to do, but Dawson's like, um, no thanks. Yeah, so I got an F for the first three marking periods, and then I got an A. Oh my gosh. I got an A in my last marking period, thanks to Chrissy helping me study. Oh my gosh, look at you. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, she's taught me head, shoulders, knees, and toes in Espanol. Do you still know it? Blah, cabezas, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you. It was amazing. Thank you. Um, Yeah. And so Mitch says, I've always taken pride in the fact that my son is someone his friends can turn to when they need him. Well, Mitch, I have news for you. Pacey and Dawson aren't friends anymore. <laughs> Um, and I love, I love Dawson here. He says, I realize this might seem a little hyperdramatic. Yeah. Dawson, literally everything you say sounds hyperdramatic. Uh, this is my world. Okay. My life, my world. And you're just living in it. Yeah. He says, my quote unquote, best friend pursued a relationship with a girl that I've loved in one way or another for as long as I can remember. And that hurts so much. Sometimes I can't sit still. I think I've done a pretty good job of trying to move forward. Um, I mean, debatable. This whole thing is debatable. If we're grading people on their ability to move forward, Andy gets an A plus. Dawson gets uh, like a uh-huh. C plus or a B minus. B, yeah, yeah, yeah. B minus. Because he has formed friendships with other people. He has yeah. At least given himself not, a new hobby. Like fighting with PC <gasps> every chance that he can get. Dawson finding photography is the equivalent of um someone like being broken up with and changing their hairstyle. Yes. This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can this see that. It's his new hobby. He yeah. loves it. Yeah. And so he says, um, I've done a pretty good job of trying to move forward. That doesn't mean that Pacey gets to go on reaping the benefits of my friendship. He's on his own. I can't help him. And Mitch, again, Mitch pisses me off even more here because 
At first, he's suggesting Dawson help PC. Yeah. That's all fine and good. Then he says, well, maybe there's someone else who can help him. You're you're yeah. starting a rumor, Will. <laughs> like, you're saying, oh, yeah, not only yeah, am yeah. I going to tell that, you about PC, but now you're going to have to go tell somebody else that but PC's now, feeling. But now, no, like, he means Joey. So I know he means putting, Joey, I know, so, like, so, yes, you're right. But then he's also putting himself in this awkward situation where he has to go talk to Joey about Pacey as if and, this whole thing wasn't And you hard should be enough. giving Pacey the opportunity to tell Joey. You're going behind his yeah. back and telling not only his ex-best friend, but well, then his I current mean, girlfriend. Like, Mitch Mitch assumes a lot. And Mitch is it's always wrong. A terrible guidance counselor. Yeah. Um. So then we're in Andy's bedroom. He's not a guidance counselor. No. That's why. He's substitute teacher slash uh, gym teacher slash coach yeah. slash whatever. Yeah. Um, next next season, he's going to be like the school nurse. He's going to be the principal. <laughs> oh, he's going to be the principal. He's big, big promotions big in his promotion. future. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we're in Andy's bedroom. And again, we get Andy being the helper. Now, the, and to me, who makes the better therapist between Andy and Jen? Because they're both playing a little bit of therapist in these episodes lately. Um, I think that Jen is more available like fair you want a therapist that like you can call at 2 a.m and they'll drop and everything they'll drop everything and be like okay i'm here to help you yeah also like can you imagine your therapist um every single day coming to find you and being like do you need help <laughs> they just stalk you like you look like you're in trouble <laughs> i think i saw from across the dock that you furrowed your brow a bit can i yeah, help you can i help you you want to talk this through <laughs> uh andy's advice might be better andy gives great advice but i don't think jen gives bad advice but though. less available that's fair um so andy is giving jack advice and i love andy here because listen we are nothing if not people who hate Henry. And so the fact that Andy's like, you're kidding me. He wants to break up with her after all that. He that loser yeah. wants to break <laughs> up with her. <laughs> he doggedly pursued her for an entire school year after scores of grand romantic gestures after behavior that clearly licensed professionals were called stalking. <laughs> he wants to take a break. Yeah. I love Andy here. Read him for filth, Andy. Yeah. So why do you think that Henry just wants to like flirt with other girls? Um, I think it's just that uh, he wants to be available. He wants to be able to explore boarding dick. school. He is. And what's even more dickish is the fact that he asked Jack to break up with Jen for him. Like, in the show, so childish. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's like, I'm saying behind the scenes wise. I don't know if it's a matter of the actor who plays Henry, like they weren't going to bring him back. And so they said, okay, we'll just have Jack do it. But they also could have just had him break up with Jen over email. Wait, hold on. Do you think there's webcams in 2000? Um, Webcams in 2000? Probably yeah. not. And if there were, they were probably very grainy. Expensive. Yeah. Can and you imagine expensive. like a glitching... <laughs> Like pixelated dialogue, <laughs> grainy uh, Henry being like, uh, uh, "Yeah, I, I, you, <laughs> what? Oh, you love me? <laughs> exactly. I love you too. No, I break up. Yeah. What? You're you're breaking up? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. We're breaking up. We're bre- what? Um, but yeah, and I here's the thing. Um, so Jack agrees. That he will talk with Jen. This is 
horrible on Jack's part. If I'm Jack, I say, fuck you, Henry. Yeah. You go fucking but talk to Jen yourself. Yeah, that's what he should have done. But then also now he's like keeping the secret from now Jen. Now he knows. I What I think he says is you tell Jen that you're breaking up with her by tomorrow or yeah. I'm telling her to call you. Yeah, but you know, exactly, exactly. Because, because, like, you know, you know, it's kind of hard because you know that if Jen found out that Henry knew, if Jen found out that Jack knew that Henry was going to break up with her, then she'd be like, how can you keep this secret from me? It's like a bad There's situation. There's a no-win situation Hen- Henry for Jack. put Jack in a bad situation. Exactly. Henry's a true dick. That's the thing. Yeah. None of this is truly jack's fault beyond that he decided that he would agree to break up with jen for henry because that's a bad situation that's something that he should not have done and so andy i love andy saying jack i don't think that's a good idea in fact it borders on the terrible (laughs) it does (laughs) um and andy says whatever's between jen and henry is firmly and clearly between jen and henry if a guy was gonna break up with me i would hope he'd be big enough to do it on his own instead of sending an intermediary in and andy is 100 percent like that is 100 percent on spot on that's correct that's exactly what you should do yeah jack is in the wrong here but i understand where he's coming from in that he's put in a no-win situation where he has to tell Jen because obviously he cares very much about Mm -hmm. Jen. And so maybe he thinks he can break it to her in a better way than Henry can. I guess. And be there for her, maybe. But it's still a bad decision. He should have just showed her the email as soon as he got it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That's what a good friend does. You're right. Um... So, meanwhile, Joey and PC are just having a little pizza dinner on the boat. Um, And Joey's trying to, like, be very playful. She's talking about how um, they could make reservations. How was your day, honey? And he is the biggest grump. Yeah, he's tapped out. He's, like, not even paying attention. He's not laughing at her jokes. And he's very distracted about what he needs to tell her right so he obviously has a lot on his shoulders he doesn't know how to break this news to her meanwhile he wants to just basically he is living off of the he wants high yes he wants to do the classic avoidance tactic yep where he wants to just leave on the boat and pretend it's still summer um and joey says you know it's our senior year we're done with the summer do you know what that means Time to get serious. Exactly. One more year. No more classes. No more books. No more Dawson's dirty looks. Oh, I love that rhyme. Mm -hmm. He is such a little Dr. Seuss. He is. He knows what he's doing. He is. Um, And yeah, so uh, he's he's being very short with her. So she tells him about his job. He got she got a job at the Cape Side Yacht Club Mm -hmm. and he's obviously not very excited about it. Um, and she says, you know, obviously I need the money. You know that. I don't want to roam the streets of Kate's side for eternity. I don't want to become a townie. What's wrong with being a townie? He is. This is so infuriating. <laughs> and I love that Joey calls him out on it lately, like, a little bit later in this conversation where he basically is just like, oh, I didn't think you were above being a townie. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, for some people, it's fine. But for us, we're bigger than this. Yeah, they've talked about this like uh, constantly. He yeah. knows that Joey's worst fear is being stuck in Cape Side. And he knows that that's his future right now. 
Yeah, I mean, but like, is it? Is it really? Just well, right now it is because he's failing. Yeah, I guess so. So I, but I love that Joey calls him out because this is inevitably when you're in a relationship, one of you is going to have a bad day. Yeah. And so I think the fact that he's being a grump and he's picking a fight with her. She calls him out on it. I appreciate that. She says, why are you trying to pick a fight with me all of a sudden? Something that's going on with you. You obviously don't want to talk about it, which is fine, but don't sit here and pick some random fight with me to make yourself feel better. Yeah. Joey was McQueen this episode. She really is. She, I thought she was great. And I think this conversation here speaks to the evolution of their relationship because they've, they spent three months together. Yeah. And the fact that she knows him well enough to know that something is bothering him and not only that but to feel comfortable saying hey don't pick a fight with me something yeah. is going on and it's okay if you don't want to tell me this second but also don't blame me and don't pick a fight with me because yeah. you're in a bad mood yeah she puts him in the place and, and in a way that she doesn't make him feel bad yeah well i mean he probably feels bad anyway well, but it's not like, it's just like a, a snap to reality yeah yeah she's not bl- blaming him or making him feel like a piece of shit but she's calling it what it is you're picking a fight with me i did nothing wrong you're going through something and i don't know what it is so don't blame me for it exactly um so then at school the next day of course pacey is cutting class not great no no and dawson notices where are you i mean yeah what is he even doing laying on the couch in his new beach house i guess so i mean yeah i don't know what else he'd be doing he's moving them in (laughs) yes he's unpacking their like three boxes that they have (laughs) with their joint belongings yeah um so back at the yacht club uh joey goes to quote unquote owen and is like overly good helpful. at her job yeah overly yeah. helpful. yes um and he calls her out on it he says listen you haven't even let my iced tea get past the halfway mark all afternoon i hate that restaurants when they keep filling up your water leave me alone people yeah. i agree i agree um, and he's like, you've been smiling and hovering like some kind of mental patient. And worst of all, you dropped that whole snappy sarcasm thing you had. Yeah, you're not for fun you. anymore. Yeah, basically. So then he tells her to sit down um, and he points over to a group. And now. At oh, first, this was so fun. I know. But I didn't even realize that they were making fun of them. Like, I thought they were actually saying names, but they're Mr. And Mrs. Dull Normal. Oh, you thought it was like dull normal? When they said the name, I thought it was like one word a name. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, but yeah. it was very he, funny. So, yeah, Joey Joey didn't uh, deliver that line well enough. Um, and so we find out. Um, yes. Okay. So there's a guy in a polo shirt trading stock tips with Mr. and Mrs. Dull Normal. Well, it turns out the polo shirt guy has thrice weekly motel room meetings hey, with Mrs. Dull Normal. Whoa. Spicy. That is spicy. There is a lot of gossip in I this I mean, whenever you get club. those rich people in a yacht club, there's bound to be some hot goss. Yes. Yes. And then Mr. Dull, Num- Dull Normal doesn't know because he's acting out his midlife crisis with poor man's Pamela Anderson over there. And then the camera pans to a woman, a blonde woman with a large chest and a red bathing suit. Yes. Um, And so of course, Joey asks the question, are those real? Uh, And so then there's Cape sides, Dr. Liposuction, and he's the one who gave her her fake boobs. Um, And so then he points to his own, who turns out to be Mrs. Valentine, his own mom. mother. Yeah, she's the worst of them all. Once upon a time, she was married to one of those beautiful people, um, the New York City Rainmaker, 
Uh, eventually, um, New York City rain. I assume someone really rich from New York City. Oh yeah, like rainmaker. You're raining making money. it rain. Yeah. yeah. So he traded her in for a younger model. Divorce happened, um, and uh, she needed really to... laying it all out, isn't he? I mean, it's really awkward because she's going to find out that that's his mom later. Yeah. Um, but she, so she needed to get money, so she got herself a job where she could be around all these rich people all day. And so she feels like she's rich even though she yeah. is no longer rich. Right, so she can hobnob with high society and pretend like she is of money but she's not but this makes sense as to why she is so particular about who she hires is because she still feels like she's lifestyles of the rich and famous yeah even though she i mean we don't know how much money she has she probably has a decent amount of money working at that yacht club but she still is nowhere near the level of rich that she used to be yeah um Joey calls his mom a bitch. I loved this. I was like, good, Joey. Call her out. <laughs> um, and so he's like, she's like very impressed with how much he knows. And he says, if you hang around here long enough, you'll learn everything. All the money in the world and not an ounce of class. Ooh. So, yeah. Were you, I have a question. Okay, so did you think this was Owen Ross up until we learned it wasn't? Like you didn't think two things of it correct yeah i th- i mean i feel like that it would make sense if owen ross turned out to be more down to earth you know what i mean like yeah. it would make sense if he was owen ross and he was just a down-to-earth guy yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so meanwhile jack uh and jen or as every important conversation in the creek has to happen on the docks on the docks we gotta meet at the docks that's Always where therapy to meet. happens yeah and i love that jen says you rang i ran what's up she as soon as he calls her she just runs do you think that she has a beeper now Oh my gosh, maybe. Yeah, she has a beeper. She got beat. If she got a beeper, Grams would probably call it the devil. <gasps> Grams probably is very against beepers. <laughs> don't you think? Why? I don't. I feel like Grams is against technology. Oh, Grams well, would be like, that's only butter. the devil uses that. <laughs> she makes her own paper clips, ma'am. She probably she does, does turn her own butter. That's true. Or not paper clips, uh, chip clips. Chip clip. Um. So she says, "What's up?" And Jack says, "I don't know. Sit and talk to me." She goes, here? Yeah, why not? And Jen, I don't understand this. She's had so many conversations on the docks, but she says, oh, it's kind of romantic. It's like, ma'am, how many conversations have you had here? It's not that romantic. Endless, endless. Also, this is the site where your best friend, Abby Morgan, died. I know, and she still sits on the edge of the dock. And she's like, and this is romantic. No, this is a tragic place. Yeah, and so then she says, are you, this is how she phrases this to Jack, are you thinking about a crossover episode? <laughs> Jennifer. Jennifer, I'm disappointed on how lame you're acting. Yeah. And so Jen, or excuse me, Jack asks, did you get, do you hear anything from Henry? And Jen thanks Jack for his sage wisdom the other day. We'll give him some time. Let him settle in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Jack is, he's getting super awkward around yes. her. Uh, he says, let me ask you something. What if things went the other way? She says, what other way? He's being so cagey yeah, about this. Yeah, he is. And it's it's just, and she catches on right away. Yeah. And she goes, Jack, it, like, he asked you to talk to me, didn't yep. he? And he's like, no, 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 is Henry breaking up with me? I don't. 
And then so Jen naturally and deservingly so gets mad. She goes, you know, he's lying to you and you're lying to me. Just leave me alone. Jen's pissed. I understand why. Like, I think I wouldn't want to fuck with Jen. She gets like she's she's a little fireball. It's one of those don't shoot the messenger things. Mm -hmm. But when that's where you're getting the information from, of course, you're going to be upset. And she's not even necessarily upset with Jack she's upset at the situation and well, doesn't yeah. know how to and handle that, it well that and like the fact that you agreed to do this for Henry especially because she'll say later that like if if Henry had broken up with her properly mm-hmm. she would have been able to go to Jack and talk about it and use him as a shoulder to cry on yes but because he's the one pseudo breaking up with her yes it kind of eliminates that yeah. as an option for her yeah not a, not Jack's best day. No, and I think... But once again, I agree. It's a no-win situation for Jack. He's trying his best in a really tough situation. He's still a good friend. Oh, um, yeah. So then we're at Joey's house, and the doorbell rings, and Dawson, of course, comes in. He hands her some old-ass CDs. Counting, counting crows. crows. <laughs> yeah, I love the counting crows. <laughs> Mr. Jones. That's the only one I know. A long December... It's long December. Oh, I do know that one. Reason to believe. I do know that one. Um, she says these are like three years old. <laughs> uh, and he says, "Yeah, I have a really bad lack of etiquette." And he immediately turns to leave. And she, listen, hmm. Joey is a smart lady. Very she smart. She knows there's some fuckery going on. Lots of fuckery. Lots of fuckery. So she says, "What's going on?" And he says, "It's none of my business." What is it? It's PC. And she's like, well, you're going to need to say more than that now, Dawson. Come on. <laughs> and so he he does this shit, which I hate, where he says, oh, I need to tell you something. And they're like, what? And he's, oh, I can't tell you. It's like, don't fucking do that shit. It's yeah. so irritating. It's annoying. It's annoying. And he says, oh, well, just go talk to PC about it. Fucking stop. Either you say yeah. something or you don't. Stop with the fucking half yeah. measure. Yeah, I know. It's it's really, really irritating. And she goes like, okay, what is it about? Just tell me what it's about. It's about school. He's in trouble. What are you talking about? And then he goes, well, he didn't show up for school today. And if he's not careful, he's going to flunk out. And I can't for the life of me figure out why I should even care about this. I'm here. And if there's anyone who can help him out, it's you. And then Joey is like, no offense, Dawson, but if Pacey was in such dire straits, don't you think he w- I would know about it? I don't think this is a bad call on her uh, part. Yeah. No, 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 I think consider the source. She's yeah. getting this information from Dawson, who's not oh, in yeah. the best place with Pacey. Yeah. So I don't blame why her for would, being skeptical. But why would Dawson go all the way to Joey to talk about Pacey, like the last thing that he wants to do? She and probably make up a thinks story. he's being manipulative again and wanting to cause issues with them. But I think Dawson does a great Joey's job. Joey's in like a I don't give a fuck attitude. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> oh, was like, who cares? But no. I think it makes sense that Dawson explains it very well, where he yeah. says. You want he wants you to be proud of him. Yeah. Um. He wants you to think there's nothing that he can't do, and he doesn't want to disappoint you. So of course he's not going to tell you. And this I think rings true to her, especially we've been here when he did the same thing with Andy, and yeah. so it shouldn't be surprising that this is happening yet again mm-hmm. with PC. Yeah. He's 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 not a. 
he needs help. Gretchen knows. Yeah. Gretchen uh, basically uh, is like, you know, she knows that Joey is coming in hot because she's like, don't try to bruise him too hard. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, she goes out and she asks, why weren't you in school? Why are you in danger of flunking out? Why am I hearing about it from Dawson? Why does Dawson know more about your life than I do? Yeah. Do you think that she is deserve like should be this upset? Um, yes and no. I mean, I understand that she's upset because he's not telling her something that's really important. Um, I don't know that this is how I would have approached it. Yeah. She is coming in a little hot. Casey's a little bit of a sensitive boy. He is. And I think he's already had, he's already had the dressing down from the quote unquote guidance counselor. Yeah. And I think that being supportive is the best move here. I think I may have approached it as like, Hey, PC, I know something was going on with you the other day. Are you sure you don't want to tell me? And then if he still doesn't tell me, I say, well, your friend Dawson told me, blah, 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 blah. Ooh, okay. Well, I don't know if that's the best. <laughs> I didn't say it was the I, best. Uh, I just yeah. say how I would do it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, P- PC is saying, like, it's not a big deal. Like, I can handle it. And um, she she kind of just calls him out and says, like, you're not dealing with it. Like, this is just how you deal with everything. You run away and you take the easy way out every single time. She's not not wrong. Wrong. A hundred percent. Not wrong. He's done this before. I mean, he was going to go on a whole sailing trip to get away from the her and Dawson drama. It's true. And and then like he plays the martyr. He was like, you know what? You're right. This is why I'm such a loser. And then she has to go. You're not a loser. I hate this. Yeah. This yeah. is my least favorite thing he, that people do. Yeah. He he plays like whiny baby. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just like a loser. You know, I'm just nobody like, likes me. Everybody hates me. Yeah. This will go flunk in high school. Yeah. And Joey's like, I wouldn't spend a summer with the loser um but i thought that we what we were building was an incredible foundation for a relationship and i thought we were a great team and i guess i couldn't have been more wrong i can understand her frustration yeah like because she thought that they were spending three months building a very very strong relationship where they can tell each other everything and the first time they come back to reality and there's you know, real things to deal with. He doesn't deal with it and he doesn't go to her for guidance. Yep. Yeah. He goes to his quote unquote guidance. <laughs> to his guidance counselor. Yeah. Um. So then we're at the beach house again and Pacey is sleeping on the couch. Uh, Gretchen wakes him up and she's like, you need to go apologize to Joey. Yeah. He's being a loser. Yeah. Oh, he- okay. well, okay. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> But she says, this is the time that you need to go talk to her. And he just mm-hmm. wants to be left alone. Gretchen says, you need to do it. She is a keeper. I know you're scared, but you need to do this. And he says, oh, I'm not scared. And it's, come on, PC. You're yeah. scared of many things. You're scared of flunking out of school. You're scared of losing Joey. You've yeah. been scared of losing Joey. And I think that bringing, coming back to Cape Side mm-hmm. and having to deal with, it's different when Dawson isn't right in your face, right in your lives. Yeah. But the fact that they're now back in Cape Side, I'm sure there's a part of him that's like, oh shit, she's, he's, she's just going to realize that Dawson is the one she wants to be with now. Yeah, yeah. I, but the thing is, is that he has to have more faith in the relationship. Yeah. She chose 
him. They spent a, an amazing summer together. And she's not going to just come back and change her mind and be like, you know what? I like Dawson. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so she says, you're going to sabotage this whole thing. And he accuses her of watching too much Oprah. Um, so, uh, and I, this I thought was a great line from Pacey because we've talked about the fact when he struggled with the same exact thing with Andy right. helping him, we said we thought it was a result of his family. He says here, I've had to listen in stereo all my life to my brother and my father telling me how stupid I am. How can I not help feeling like a moron sometimes? Yeah, it's a great callback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is exactly right. And although again, we did fix this problem once with Andy. This is not something that is a fix it and forget about it forever. No, it comes, it comes up. Your feelings about it, yeah. you know, ebb and flow. You're going to continuously feel like at the end of the day you're kind of a loser. It takes a long feel time. feel like you've been yeah. a loser all your life. It takes a long time to break those insecurities and to break yeah. those voices in your head that told you you were stupid. Um, yeah. So Gretchen, I love Gretchen here. She says, you're right. They're jerks, both of them. But get, okay, I don't like this part, but get over it already. I don't think it's that easy, you know? Yeah. Um, Dad and Doug have so many problems between them. You should just throw them a huge pity party and they're not your problem. I like this call from Gretchen. I don't like to just get over it, but I do like her saying they have their own issues. Yeah. Don't listen to them because they're obviously not right. Right. Um, She says, your problem is Dawson. Uh, don't tell me you don't hear him whispering in her ear, telling you you're not good enough. He's just a ghost PC. She picked you and now you have to deal with it. Hmm. To a point, I think she's right. I think there is many things contributing here. Mm-hmm. One of which is the insecurity he's had in his head for his whole life about his what his brother and dad has said. And the second yes. being he's so scared to lose Joey. Yes. And he is so afraid that one day he'll, she'll wake up and just want to be back with Dawson. Yeah. I, I was struggling kind of understanding where Pacey was coming from in this episode. I kind of felt as though he... Joey hasn't given him a reason to doubt her feelings. However, with you and I speaking about this, I kind of feel more sympathetic towards what he's going through Mm -hmm. um, and how he feels like he can lose it all. But um, it is is frustrating because I feel like he's kind of fucking this up. Yeah, this is, I mean, yeah. I think he, I'm trying to think. It's so easy to self-sabotage in this situation yes. you think you are not good enough therefore you're gonna make yourself not good enough yeah until joey actually breaks up with him yeah and yeah it's all it's in his cycle. own head yeah and it sucks because it's a product of his upbringing it's a product of a lot of things it's a product of even the fact that dawson himself has said this kind of shit yeah, to Pacey. Yeah, And you know that sticks in his head. Yeah, he he, he can't forget it. Like, yeah. everybody that he, every, especially every man in his life, pretty much, has called him a loser. Who has he had in his corner, right? I mean, yeah. Andy, but that didn't last. And yeah. I know he still trusts and believes that she really did believe in him. Mm-hmm. But that's one person of many. And it's so easy to think that that one person was wrong rather than these five other people who have said it. Yeah. So um, what a a great conversation, though. I'm really pleased to see um, to see Gretchen here having these conversations with Pacey. Gretchen's great. I'm enjoying her so far. Love Gretchen. 
Um, so we're back, of course, at the Yacht Club. Yes. Fancy Yacht Club. Uh, so Mrs. Valentine needs to talk to Joey. Yeah, she Joey got called into the the office and Mrs. Valentine has been going over yesterday's receipts. And I noticed a couple of them were signed by Owen Ross and Joey's like, yeah, right. And uh, she's like, I thought you said that you're a good friend of the family. And Joey's like, yeah, I am. Well, if you're such a good friend of the family, wouldn't you know that he and his family are in Paris until after the first of the year? And Joey's very confused at this moment. Um, she was like, I, he was here. I served him. And he was very rude. And then Owen comes in and he goes, actually, mom, the Ross kid was here. And Mrs. Valentine says, Drew, honey, I'm right in the middle of something. And she goes, gotcha, mom. But maybe you didn't hear what I said. Owen Ross, he was here, saw him, my own two eyes. I saw Joey waiting on him. Um, and basically he, it's revealed that his name is Drew and he is Mrs. Valentine's kid and he, you know, takes, um, he, he, he backs Joey up in this situation. Yeah. I guess my question is like, does he even have a job here or he's just her son so he hangs around he just I guess. hangs around he just hangs around nice of him to do this although he's the one who put her in this sticky situation in the first <laughs> place yeah um so yeah he says he saw him with his own two eyes and he really talks highly of joey and basically saves her from getting fired yeah um so of course she follows him outside oh, and she's, she's pissed. pissed she's, she's pissed. and here's the thing joey hates people being dishonest yeah i feel like it's her number one uh pet peeve is if people lie to her yeah it makes her feel like also that she's dumb like yeah like this is kind of she's like, like oh i couldn't even get away with this yeah scam. this is kind of like it remind like how she, he is treating her reminds me a little bit how what's the boat master the boat guy the rich boat kid that owned like the boat gas station Robbie. Rob, yeah. Fucking ass. It kind of reminds me of like that, like that pretentiously dickish energy. Um, so she goes, Who the hell are you? And this mother effer says, Drew, Drew Valentine. And I fainted when I saw the spelling of his name. <laughs> yeah, we were watching with closed captioning. And I on. noticed last time too, Drew, D R U E. And from now on, he will be referred to as are you no he won't yui <laughs> yui yui okay i'm I'm on board with this okay yui yui so yui says uh right so he says drew valentine and sh- so she says oh mrs valentine is your mom uh she says you said all that horrible stuff about her he's like well it doesn't make it not true <laughs> yeah, it sucks and yeah. you lied well i was playing with you yeah, because it, and i i hate this i was playing with you because it was fun my mom told me about the new girl i took one look at you and i knew you lied your way up into the job and then he says which i totally dig about you by yeah, the way yui is a freak yui is a freak uh, he says, I'm not who I said I was, but I'm actually a lot more fun. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, you probably know what Yui's going to be up to, but I feel like Yui is just going to be a whole lot of trouble. He's probably going to get Joey fired and he's probably going to be, I don't know. Like he feels like, mischievous. He feels like a richer version of Robbie. But he, a poorer version of Robbie. Robbie was rich. You're right. He just feels more uppity because he's at the, the yacht yeah. club. It's like, hello, my name is Yui. Yui. 
Um, so yes, then we get, of course, Jen and Dawson having an important conversation on the dock. Because yeah. that's where we have to have important we all, conversations. We gotta be, we gotta be on but the docks do, all the time. I do love this, okay? Because I loved the Joey Andy stuff that we got. Obviously, we always love the Jack Jen stuff. Yeah. Um, I like this because... It's like a role reversal. Yeah. Because Jen was there for uh, Dawson yeah. when he needed it last year. Correct. Within, before the summer, right? And they then they all became besties and hung out all summer. And now she's doing the same, or he, excuse me, he's doing the same thing for her. He says, it's okay to be hurt. Uh, and Jen says, "It's um, I'm not hurt. It's just the only real boyfriend I've ever had. Enlisted to help my best friend to dump me. And I'm just angry. And... I don't fucking blame her. I'd yeah. be pissed. Yeah, I totally understand where Jen's coming from. I don't blame her in the least in this situation. Yeah. yeah. And he says it's not worth it. Uh, it might numb the pain, but it's basically just a distraction. I think he should say it's okay to be angry right now. Yeah. You, you're you're allowed to be angry. Your feelings are valid. Yeah. Um, But he says the point is if you do something, if you do it right, Jen, loving someone's going to hurt. Sooner you set, let yourself feel that, the sooner you'll be able to love again. And I love Jen saying, Dawson, I really don't need one of your sappy self-help, self-help <laughs> seminars right now. Yeah, just trying to repay the favor. Um, yeah. And he basically says, like, you've been my doc therapist for the last few years. Exactly. He says, you've helped me. Now I'm going to return the favor. Uh, and I love Jen saying, like, how you how to downward spiral your way into adulthood. <laughs> Jenna's had it rough, man. Yeah, Jen. Jen has had a very tumultuous couple of years. I feel very bad for her. Yeah, but he he says you you are the one who taught me that love can suck. Things change, passions fade, partners come and go. But through all of it, one thing remains sacred, and that's friendship. And it's true. Without you guys this summer, this would have been a huge black hole of depression for me. I'm glad we got this conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad too. We thought as much as well, right? Like, can you imagine? I mean, obviously, to be Pacey and Joey in love on a boat is great to think about. But also imagine the fun that Jen, Jack, Andy, and Dawson had without the drama of the yeah, relationship. Yeah, I'm sure that they had a great summer at the beach and making money painting. It seemed like they're yeah. having a great time. Yeah. And so Jen said, or Dawson said, um sometimes friends bring you the worst of news but it's always with the best of intentions and of course that's when jack approaches them yeah um and i i love this between jack and jen i will never not love them together as a duo uh, Yeah, and they both apologize and i mean yeah they're good they're great friends for each other i love that they're both so willing to apologize right away yeah they i'm both, wrong no yeah. you're wrong you're wrong i'm yeah. wrong and uh Jen says, I'm sorry for killing the messenger. I did. I just didn't need you to be the one to give me the bad news. Mm-hmm. I needed you to be my shoulder. That's totally understandable. Yeah, and I think Jack understands this. Yeah. He won't make this mistake again. And he gives, and they have the sweetest hug. I just loved this moment. Yeah, they're so cute. I love their friendship. I think that they're actually good best friends. And I liked the evolution of it, too. Because I they too. were set up as, like, potential romantic partners in that their group was forcing them to be. Yeah. But they, they that, never have been. Right. That and also they were the other person in, like... The Dawson Joey of it all. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. And I like the fact that because Jack is gay and is not attracted to women that we have a friendship where there's truly no chance that they will be romantically linked yeah we needed this type of friendship in this show um so we're back on the docks 
and Joey is just sitting there uh, and Pacey comes up to join her. Um, and, and yeah, so Pacey comes up to her and he's like, you know, my, my sister said something. Maybe I should talk about my problems with my girlfriend. <laughs> so this is kind of a weird situation because he kind of blames it all on the fact that ever since they, she chose him, he's been struggling because he's been worried how is he going to lose her. And this conversation is like, yeah. he's saying like, even on the boat, I was worried about this. Even when I come home, I'm worried about this. I'm worried, like, when am I going to lose you? And it, it's kind of, and he's worried that like, she's going to realize that she made a mistake and choose Dawson. And I don't know, like, I kind of feel as though it's an easy way to, to excuse kind of his behavior recently. But if he's genuinely feeling this pressure, then I guess how can I say that he's wrong? Yeah, but if I'm Joey, I'm still very frustrated by this. Yeah. Because if I'm Joey, I'm saying, when have I given you any inclination that I didn't want to be with you? You know, I think maybe the start of their relationship was rocky, but to me, the ever last since three years, yeah. uh, three months, ever like the since they proof is in the pudding, right? Ever since they locked it in, she went on the boat with him. She has been 100 percent faithful there with him. Yeah. And the only hiccup was when she was think- getting nervous about seeing Dawson because of how she was going to have to handle that. Right. And so I think it's a not that he can't feel these things because he obviously is and his feelings are valid, but I don't think he can put that on joey that's not her fault that's something he needs to get over um but the thing is is pacey joey is just like i don't understand how this has anything to do with school <laughs> um, yeah she's like mm, i don't understand like where we're going with he's like yeah. well it's nothing but like everything is yes like, he's like you know what like dawson like would never screw up like i did like it just wouldn't have happened and joey's like you know what you're right but you know dawson would also never inspire me to run away from him and he would he you know wouldn't have been like spontaneous like you like what we had we had a magical summer pacey we shared something i'm gonna remember for the rest of our life we're creating our own history here a history that has nothing to do with dawson yeah and joey says that this is the part where we knew it was gonna get tough where we spent three months on a boat in love yeah this just the two of us absorbed with each other and now we're back in cape side we have to get into the nitty gritty of school and the potential of college and all mm-hmm. of that and pacey just apologizes i really screwed up i don't know if i'm gonna get through high school i need your help and joey says that's all you needed to say we're gonna fix it everything's gonna be okay she says i'm not going anywhere without you which mm-hmm. i feel like is a mistake because what if he does flunk you're not staying in in cape side yeah i know um but she says you know uh you're smart um, she she uses a word that we don't use anymore. Um, but she she says he's not really emotionally savvy, right? Right. We've, we've said a lot of times that we think that um Jen is the most emotionally intelligent Correct. one here, Correct. which I still stand by. I think that she she does have a point. It's not that he's not good with his emotions. It's that he is still learning how to be in a relationship. I mean. He had a relationship with Andy. He learned how to be in a relationship with Andy. But every relationship is different. Correct. Um, Yeah. So he needs to get used to that. And also, like, the the stakes with Andy weren't as high, I suppose. He wasn't going to flunk out of school at that point. Was he? I don't remember. uh, I mean, probably was. But I mean, like, he... 
in his mind, he feels like he's competing against like the big Dawson. You yeah. Know? Like big D big D like this big, this big force of like years yeah. and years of history. Like that, all that baggage wasn't there with Andy. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, so they make up, uh, and then they have like a cute, like little, like, Oh, you love me. Blah, blah, blah. And that's the end of the episode. Um, a decent episode. Are we retreading territory from, uh, season two? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I think, little, but I think it, they had to do this because we knew that he was struggling in school before he left. Mm -hmm. So they had to, you know, they had to have this happen. They had to bring that back because he wasn't just going to be like, oh, never mind. Everything's all good. Don't have to worry about it. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So my only criticism is i again not every episode is going to feature everyone heavily however i thought that we would have had a follow-up to andy and mr frenchy french chins and we didn't and i was upset about it yeah for me like it doesn't really bother me like there's gonna be times where andy has her day and times when she doesn't for me i feel like i think it's a good a good observation to feel as though we already dealt with some of these issues back when he was dating Andy and yeah. they fixed it. But however, he had a really rough year last year. So I'm not surprised that he didn't make it out. I think that logistically it doesn't make very much sense for him to take uh, all these extra classes. Yes. It's very like he doesn't have a time turner a la Hermione. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how he's going to wind up doing exactly. it. Exactly. Um, okay, so let's uh, take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and then we will be back so that we can go through some feedback, talk about the next upcoming episode, and all that jazz. We will be right back. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Okay, we're back. Let's get into some feedback. We heard from Linda. We love Linda. Hi, Linda. Um, so she brought up, and I noticed this too, we, I think we might have saw it in the first episode, but we didn't, we couldn't read it all. Dawson has word art on his wall. Oh my gosh. I really, I, 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 I gazed over it the first time. I, like, I didn't pay attention to it. It was very prominent. Dawson has, like, the chuggiest wall art. Um, the word art states, people are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. How do you feel about this mind art? This makes no fucking sense. I feel like this really, really doesn't make sense when you think about a world with depression and anxiety. Well, that's kind of like the whole statement, like you choose to be happy. Bitch, do you think that I choose to be sad 24-7? I don't think so. I think now, no one I know wants you might, to be you sad. Might, you might disagree with me, but well, I don't... Well, you enjoy being sad sometimes. Well, it's not, There's, it's, that's it's, different, it's, though. It's not that bad. No, people but with I depression don't, don't choose exactly. to have depression. So, and I think this, this, yeah. this did not age well. Yeah, this, this, is a, this chewy wall art can go away. I hate it. Um. Oh, apparently Linda says this is an Abraham Lincoln quote. 
Um, oh. she can picture Andy stenciling it on Dawson's yeah, wall. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh this my is God, probably you're Andy's so work. right. Yeah. You're so right. But Linda agrees. She says it's a bit. This quote is a bit eh to me. I get it's about setting a positive mindset. At the same time, though, you can't just will yourself to be happy. Yeah. Totally agree with you, Linda. Yeah, I'm not big on the word art. I mean, I do have word art right in front of me. It's a little, you know. Uh, That's not word art. Though. You don't think so? So, like, I have this little desk sign. It's where like people, a nameplate. Like a nameplate. And instead of saying, like, Sarah Frickinson, it says, Ask me about my dogs. Yeah. That's not really. I don't somebody think that's gifted bad, it. Somebody gifted it. Oh, that's to me. also not as bad if you got it as a gift. Yeah, so I don't remember who gifted it to me, yeah. but somebody did. Thank you, whoever it was. Um, I love Linda saying that. Does Joey not understand how doorways work? Why is this girl always standing in the middle of them? Yeah, <laughs> she really. She knows two things: running, running, and standing in doorways. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andy being an awesome, supportive, helping friend, helping Joey find a job. We love to see it. We love to see it. I I loved that moment. Yeah, I love that Joey has a job. Good for her. Yeah. Um, the You've Got Mail sent me through a time for it all. I know. Uh, you've Got Mail. You've Got Go listen to our podcast on the movie You've Got Mail. Oh, yeah. You don't like that movie. I fucking hated that movie. Yeah. That's the understatement of the I, century. I, I thought it was it's fine. a fucking trash it's a good movie. movie. Uh, Mitch is the guidance counselor now. Starting to think this man is a serial killer. <laughs> slowly killing off the faculty at Capeside High Probably. to steal their jobs. Yeah, I just think that he's going to go higher and higher in the uh, Capeside High uh yeah, he's going to be Stop. principal next. Maybe VP, then principal. Uh, Andy calling Henry out for being a stalker is everything. <laughs> love McPhee's sibling time. I agree. I do love having them back They're together great. chatting. Yeah. Um, and she does bring up the point that we brought up about people sitting <gasps> on dock ledges. Oh, Abby, Abby teaching people nothing. Nothing. The, the, uh, the, the, the sea scum. What yeah. is it? The sea scum. Yeah. Oh, the slippery sea scum. Sea, sea juice? Sea gook. Sea gook. Oh, the sea gook. That's what it was. It was sea gook. Yeah. Um, poor sea gook. Yeah. Uh, Linda agrees with us that she doesn't get why Jack didn't tell Henry just to break up with Jen himself. He was against being the go-between between Henry and Jen last season. That's true. But I think Henry was mm. there in person then. So maybe Well, it was very different. annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she loves seeing Dawson being a good friend to Jack and Jen. Uh, give me more of this, please. Uh, Jack and Jen have to be my favorite friendship on the show. Um, interesting. I think I would agree with that so far. Oh, at least one hundred percent. Yeah, it's they're the only they're the only friends that are actually good friends to each other. Yeah, yeah. Besides um, uh, Andy and Jack, but they're siblings. They're siblings. Yeah. Um. So she does have one thing that did annoy her about the episode. She says, "So are we just going to ignore the fact that Andy helped Pacey realize how smart he is? Mm-hmm. We've literally done this already. Yeah. Andy showed Pacey he isn't a loser. She helped him realize how smart he is. She helped him achieve his potential. Now all that is gone. His character development in season two just never happened. Okay, cool. This factory reboot, reboot they did on Pacey, erasing the progress he made with Andy, is so annoying." Pretending Pandy yeah. never happened so they can just recycle the plot line with Joey is so frustrating. I hate how they toss aside Pacey's character growth. Yeah, I agree with you. However, I also think that if you've been what we were talking about before, if you were ingrained from a young age that you're a loser, that you're not smart, yeah. that you have no potential over and over again, it doesn't matter how many times you learn um, that you're the opposite. You have to constantly keep relearning. And it's kind yeah. of like also it's it's also the fact that there was not consistency throughout multiple years of him re- like reminding himself that uh, yeah. he's good. It's, he had to it's something that you like relearn over and over and over again. And it's kind of it's kind of like 
I don't know, when you go to therapy for a while and you learn and you're better, but then you stop going and then all these dark thoughts, all these dark thoughts come back. And then unfortunately you have to kind of work on the same things that you've already worked on again. Yeah. I hate to equate it to like anxiety and depression, but it does feel similar in that you're going to have setbacks just because Mm -hmm. you feel like you've gotten over a particular hurdle doesn't mean that you're always going to be over that hurdle. It just means that like you had a good day. You can also have bad days. Mm -hmm. And so I think Um, even though I agree with Linda to a point that we are recycling old material with a different girl. And I, I, I understand where Linda's coming from in that it does feel like they've kind of erased a lot of the pandy stuff. So like my perspective is if this was a real human being in the reality, this is a television show and we are recycling storylines. Exactly. Um, so I totally get where Linda's coming from, but at the same time, I still think like progress isn't linear and so seeing pacey backslide does make a lot of sense considering yeah. his uh how he grew up considering what he's gone through in the past year yes. um but thank you so much for the feedback linda we always love it um we also heard uh from andrea about last episode but i thought her feedback was really funny um Apparently, she says that the silent, not so French, French guy, Jean Jean Jean, um, Jean Jean, was actually played by Danny from Road Rules, who, to be honest, okay, so I've seen Road Rules. I did not recognize him, but I wasn't mm-hmm. super into Road Rules. Anyway, she says that apparently her POS boyfriend from her freshman year of college um, uh, worked with him at a restaurant. Uh, and oh, wow. so, yeah, isn't that interesting? So apparently she like semi knew him. Um, and apparently her boyfriend sold him her Britney Spears tickets. Oh, so wow. We love to. What a great 90s reference altogether. Right. Yeah, Britney absolutely. Spears and world rules. Um, she recognized Danny right away. She thought we would appreciate that nugget. So thank you, Andrea. That's so interesting. I didn't recognize him. And I guess that would um that would track as to why he didn't come back for. I mean, if. This was like a one-off, like if he was just a, um, like a little cameo, like a cameo. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but regardless, I think that I'm pretty sure we put this in our, at least I put it in my hopes. I think you might've put it in your predictions that we hope to see Andy get more, um, men, men this season or more relationships in general. Correct. Yep. Um, so yeah. So thank you so much for the feedback, ladies. Um, if you want to send in feedback, please do. You can do it so many ways. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at shit90spod. You could find us uh on our website, shit90spod.com. Mm-hmm. You could also find us, uh, you can by emailing us at or shit90spod at gmail.com if you want to send in your thoughts. You could also leave us a voicemail. There's like so many ways you can reach us. So many ways. So many ways. So many ways. Um, so please do so. Um, Sarah, do you want to know what the next episode title is? Yeah. Yeah. What's the next episode title? The Two Gentlemen of Capeside. Ooh. What do you think that means? The Two Gentlemen of Capeside. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like another beauty contest, but it's like for men. It's called The Gentleman. And then it's going to be a competition between Pacey and Joey. And it's like, oh, no, who's the gentleman? Oh, you mean Pacey and Dawson? Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. I like this. I would love if they had another beauty yeah, pageant yeah. thing. It's like, oh, the gentleman. Yeah. Um, and great news is we're not going to be alone covering this episode. <gasps> who's coming? Oh, my gosh. 
so excited to say that our friend Lindy, TV Lindy of One Indescribable Podcast fame is going to be joining us on this episode of Dawson's Creek. Yay! She's a huge Dawson's Creek fan, so yeah. we can't wait to have her on to chat all things That's Dawson's very exciting. Creek. Yeah. Um, and then for Fashion Hour, complete uh, transparency, I messed up. Well, we're also recording in person, we're so recording cut us some slack. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll catch you next week. We will. Yeah. Um, also, we have um, a bonus podcast coming out because we are together live right now. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be watching The Truman Show, which was chosen by one of you. Miriam. Miriam. Thank sorry. you. Um, and uh, we're going to podcast about that. I've never seen it. Sarah has. So that should be tons of fun. Um, and of course, it's also Mary Kate and Ashley March. And we're going to be having Lindsay Wilson on. Excuse me. We're going to be having Lindsay Wilson on to talk two of a kind. Which should be so much fun. Yes. Very excited for all of that. You can catch us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. Shit90sPod.com. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. And you can find me at the Just Sterling. We're also wrapping up our coverage on the Gilded Age over on Post Show Recaps. If you want to give that a listen, come give us five stars because you love us. Because we know you love us because you're listening to us talking, rambling about an episode of Dawson's Creek for nearly two hours. Um, mm-hmm. So please go do that. Uh, we love you all very much. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next week. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.